Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy weather Gonna kick all trouble Out the door Beat out all trouble and drunk well, well, here we are on Radical Australia, Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. If the neighbour next door wants a cup of sugar for their meth lab, <laughs> if Asia raids, you don't despair. This program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. Good afternoon, Dale. How art thou? I'm reasonably well, Joe. And yourself? Well, look... At my age, and I'm sure Peter, when we introduce me in a minute, will tell us that <laughs> if we wake up in the morning, we're ahead. It doesn't matter how many slurs, true, true, insults. True. Now, we've got with us a very special guest, a Melbourne Illuminati, no, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Peter, Pierre, now get it right, Joe, Abrahat. Yeah. Abrahat. Abrahat, Abrahat, yeah. We only ask two questions on this program. Yeah. One is the year you were born, just to get people kind of ready for what's going to come. I think so. What, what year would you think you were born? I was born just on the cusp of World War Two, at the end of it. At the end of I'm it? They told me I'm a leave baby. Because ah. the, the nuns used to call me, or used to say we were war babies. Yeah. But my father assured me that I was a leave baby. Right. A <laughs> leave baby, not yeah. a war baby. Yeah, that's you right. Couldn't do much fornicating yeah. if you were at war, could you? No, no, exactly. No. Not with exactly. your partner, anyway. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> shut up, Jay. Showing your age. Now, just a second question, and you've got fifty-five minutes to answer this one, Peter. So right. Just take your time. What's the first thing you can remember about being on planet Earth? Ah, I think the first thing I can remember. Looking back, was I went to St. Cecilia's, South Camberwell, mm. and I can remember looking at the picture of the nun, which was Mother Mary MacKillop, oh. in, the, in the thing. And uh, many, many years later, I found out that I'm related to her. Mm. Um, well, I never checked it out. You never checked it out. You don't know how you're related. No, I know. I, know. I was talking to uh, one of my dad's cousins. There was a big Protestant Catholic thing in the family, yeah. and her name was MacKillop. And uh, she said, uh, we're related to that nun lady. That nun lady. And I go, oh, of course, it's Mother Mary MacKillop. Yeah. And I said, oh, you're closer to the saints than I am. And she said, uh, you're related too, she said. My dad and my first cousins. First cousins. Wow. Um, we have we have greatness. So I don't know. I've never checked. Now Dale Bridge, we have greatness in the studio. <laughs> we have greatness. Saintliness, no. Saintliness, yeah. exactly. I mean, she has been made a saint. 
But, I, but you sort of you go. I, I was involved in uh, trying to trace my family tree, mm. the, the Aberharts or Avery Hunts, uh, English uh, dirt farmers in Surrey. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Aberharts. Ag- isn't it? No, they were. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, there was a, a debate whether it's an old, an old. Uh, they reckon it was an old English name. Yeah. It's an Anglo-Saxon name. Anglo-Saxon. But others say it was uh, Palatine German who ah, yeah. came to England in the 1709. So how far back did you trace your family? Uh, 1730s, the earliest I got that part which of the family. Side, which side of the family? That's my dad's, my uh, dad's father's side. And what you were just serfs, basically. Yeah. So yeah. it's. Yeah. A, but I, I went up to the Genealogical Society, and it's mm-hmm. a. It's a I mean, I'm, when you go through all the different parts of the family, mm, mm. you find you're related to many famous people. And I went up to the Genealogical <laughs> Society and the, the lady said, come over here. Yes. She said, how many parents have you got? Two. <laughs> grandparents, four. Yeah. Great-grandparents, eight. Yeah. She said, go back, uh, say, 400 years. Yeah. How many direct ancestors have you got? Uh, she said, it's close to half a million. Half a million, she said. No so if you're not related to all these people, she said, the only thing extraordinary about your ancestry is that it's so normal. Mm. So you mm. you lot probably got stacks of mm. well-known people in your no, ancestry. I thought, I thought you were going to say, if you weren't related to all these people, the Immaculate Conception. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, you, know, you had no relatives. I know all about the Immaculate Conception. <laughs> well, that's we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, on. Yeah, now, yeah. That was on your, How about your mum's side? Did you know much mum about was, that? Uh, mum's mum was uh, Anglican High Church, mm-hmm. f- and her father was. I could never figure it out because they never went to church right. or m- went to the same church, the Catholic Church. Right. And uh, I found out much later that uh, she was High Church of England, mm-hmm. and the Catholic my grandfather, the nominal Catholic, was in mm-hmm. fact an agnostic. Right, right. Uh, that's why he never went to to church. So you had a mixed marriage, which was a bit Ooh, of a problem in those days. It wasn't was it? it was yeah. indeed a problem. Yeah. Was it a problem yeah. for you at school? Um, no, no, no. It's sort of. They just sent you, packed you off to the Catholic school. Yeah, just a, yeah. Saint, Saint Cecilia's South Campbellwell. South Campbellwell. And secondary was De La Salle in in Malvern. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Did you have any brothers and sisters? Uh, a sister who died fairly recently. Recently. And, uh, okay. But she went to she went yeah. to Kildara. She yeah. went to Kildara. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Right so. next door. Yeah. Next door. So, but, it, but it's an interesting what? contradiction. I, yeah, I, it is. I went to a meeting. Um, the Bridgetine nuns, mm. Kildara, the old school, has been uh, pulled down and mm. sold off. But they run the refugee centre there, and they do a fantastic job. But the no, I was an altar boy in the church next door, St mm. Joseph's. Mm. Yeah, sorry. I'm so you were brought right. up a Catholic? Oh, yeah, yeah. So your father ruled, not your mum, as far as religion was concerned? No, they are both... Uh, Catholics. They were both Catholics, although you said your mum was high church. They were both mixed. I I couldn't figure out why Mm. they sent all... My mum was one of four daughters, Mm. and they all went to Catholic school. I can. I could never figure out why. It's cheap. High Church of England. It was cheap. Yeah. No, seriously. It was cheap education. If you went to the Catholic school, you could either go public or Catholic. They couldn't afford to go to the real public schools. No, you could be. You could very well be right. No, no. It it was accessible education for ordinary people. Yeah. Yeah. Used to be. Thank you. Thank you, Dale. You're quite right. Used to be accessible education for ordinary people. Yeah. Because they basically took up most of the fees. They didn't actually charge kids. I remember before my father pulled me out... In grade one, I went to St. Brendan's in Brisbane, 
And the is reason, that in, in Essendon or is it? No, it's in Brisbane. Brisbane, in Brisbane. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. And the okay. reason we were sent there was because it was Catholic, right. because they were nominal Catholics, and two, because there were no fees. Oh, okay. Mm. So I assume it's the same in your period, because obviously... Could very well be. You know, there's only a few years between us, Pete, although you look yeah. much younger than I do. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but my dad was orphaned after the First War, was and uh, mm. his father came back from the war but disappeared, long story short, but the, um, his mother died of consumption, and he, right. there was a battle in the family between the Catholics and the Protestants, and he mm. got put... In St Vincent de Paul's Boys Orphanage in South Melbourne. So nobody, no, no family that was willing to take him on. Um, well, there's differences of opinion about that. He was right. left on the on the family, his dad's family farm in Pakenham. Just left. Uh, and put there, and yeah. and he went off. But there's rumours that he got involved in selling remounts mm-hmm. to the Indian Army. Right. But I don't know. But his mum died of consumption, right. and he spent uh, all that period at St Vincent de Paul's. And that was a very common story, wasn't it? Because was, you, you had what, 5 indeed. million Australians, yeah. 420,000 volunteered, 62,000 yeah. died, never came back. Yep. And what people yeah. forget is that another 60,000 died within 10 years of returning from war wounds and the yep. dislocation it had yep. on families and TB was rife in those days. And, yeah. uh, it was just it's a disease of the poor, really, isn't yeah. it? The, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I've still got the... Um, his mother died of consumption, as I said, mm. but he also, uh, when he enlisted in the Second World War, he was diagnosed mm. and he got sent to the repat and then transferred to the, what are they called, the sanitarium. Sanitarium, yeah. And uh, yeah. when I was doing some medical tests some years ago, and you'd know more than, obviously, more than I would, but there's traces of TB. Yeah, the stigmata. There's a marker on yeah, the, the lungs. Yeah, yeah, the stigmata of TB on the chest yeah. x-ray. I'd go, oh. Which a lot, no, it's, it's quiescent, don't worry. It's a, a lot marker. Of people, a lot yeah. of elderly people have Well, sorry, Peter, but a lot of older people Older have people, it, yeah. Have it, have it, you know. But my sister's got it. My sister had it too, yeah. uh, that marker. So yeah. I guess we were exposed to that uh, with yeah. my dad. I, I don't know. Yeah, people don't understand how yeah. poor people were in Australia in the 40s. Oh. 50s. I mean, the slums in Melbourne and the typhoid epidemics because there's no sewage in the 1880s and 1890s. I mean, two out of five children in Richmond would die under five, you know, every year. You know, the, yeah, the, the yeah, you know the rich would live on the hill, the poor would live down below. They get all the sewage. It was just extraordinary. I mean, you'd be you'd be old enough to remember the slum reclamation programs, wouldn't you, around Melbourne? Yeah, there was sort of. I mean, my dad. we moved to Hawthorne East. Mm-hmm. I was brought up in Hawthorne East, which was, mm-hmm. um, I guess, the working class part. Yep. But my dad said to me once, they, they were all South Melbourne people, oh, right. both my mum and dad, and he said, we moved out of the slums yeah. in yeah. South Melbourne. For goodness yeah. sake, I couldn't afford an outhouse in well, South Melbourne. Two million dollar houses. That's, and they were. It's, it's incredible. Were, but yeah. all the working class suburbs, yeah. the Fitzroy's and Fitzroy, the, yes, the yes. Northcotts and, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Gilder. Yep. Exactly. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't Before. go there unless you're looking for a, a young girl, basically. Yeah. In those days, that's yeah. what it was like. Now, you finished high school, obviously. Yeah. yeah. The, was it De La Salle? You went? Yeah, De La Salle. Where? Where? where, where? In Melvin. In Melvin, and yeah. uh, young man, you know, you got the world at your feet. What been the, what, yeah. the late uh, mid sixties? Yeah. Sixties. Yeah. So, what did you do? I did a. I, I went to. Sent, I sat for. I was in uh, intermediate at the time, mm. and uh, I sat for an entrance exam for what was then the PMG technicians in training, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I, I did that, 
and then in later years I did night school for a diploma and whatnot. All so paid for, all paid for by my employer, I might that's, add. That's right. And yeah. it was an apprenticeship. Yeah. Which you don't get these days. Yeah. It was an apprenticeship. And, and the mentoring that was involved right. yeah. in that. Yeah. Was there any religious uh, string pulling to get you the, the apprenticeship? Or did you yeah. do it on your own? Uh, I was, you know. I, <laughs> Remember I, in those days, you know, you had Catholic yeah. departments and <coughs> departments in the public service and, you know, never would mix and you couldn't get into one or the other. Was that ridiculous? Well, I was approached um, yeah. straight away from the management when I went into the job. <laughs> Because uh, they got my records where I went to school. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And I was asked to vote certain ways. Right, right. In the in the union elections, uh-huh, which right. I did. Uh-huh. Um, so you were a grouper, were you? And they were groupers. They were groupers. Uh, I'm sure they were uh, groupers. Uh, yeah. They were groupers. Yeah. And what uh, union were you in? It was the then called the Telecommunications Telecommunication yeah. Technicians Associations. It's had been through several name changes, mm-hmm. but um, it became the PMG became Telecom. Which became Telstra, yeah, uh, and I was in the, through the three changes. The three changes. How long were you for PMG? Thirty something years. Thirty years. What was your first? What was your first apprenticeship in? Uh, I went uh, was telecommunications. That was what, what five that years. Mean? What does that mean? A telecommunications technician was um, a five-year course. Right. And uh, on top of that, uh, we did a lot of us did night school, mm-hmm. which was RMIT. Right. Uh, what was it? <coughs> well. Look, cough for whenever you like. Don't worry. This is, this is a live program. Just cough at the, at the listeners. Stuff them, you know. If they don't like it, they can piss off, all right? I don't mind, but... Yeah, that's the type of program this is. But, yeah, I mean, that's it's, why... It's I, real. It's a real program, all right? Yeah. So we're not pre-recording. It's real. But explain, I'm explaining to my kids now. Yeah. I, I said to them, I did five years. Yeah. Uh, I did night school when they were growing up, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing uh, eight hours a week. We got off. Uh, we did lectures during the day and at night. And uh, all the books me. were paid for. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. This was paid for. Yeah, and you got paid. I got paid. For going to school. For going to school. You didn't pay? No. Well, I, that, I had to laugh. My son reminded me, uh, <laughs> when, I was, when I was doing night school, uh, they paid for the books too. Mm-hmm. And what happened, I'd, I had uh, twin daughters and right. was three kids all. And um, I, I dropped two subjects, I think. Mm. And they wouldn't reimburse the books for that year. You're kidding. No, and I, I was ropeable. I, I hope you were happy when you went to a union delegate about it, those gropers. I, I did. <laughs> gropers, I, did. Those, yeah. I did. Yeah. And, and they're sort of going, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is all cloud cuckoo land for them. It's yeah, uh, yeah. extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, I, said, this is, this I mean, they've all had to do their, their own study and did they put a black band on the, on the organisation really? yeah. <laughs> to get that 20 bucks bucks yeah. back and you said you've got three kids yeah now twins was unusual in your days wasn't it uh, they were born in 75 oh no it's not that uh, unusual no yeah. so it's not uh, yeah. uh, my son's 73 and my daughter's are 75 oh, so yeah. they're just in their 40s yeah we're not going to ask about them because we don't want to embarrass them no, right? that, no, no, no that's fair and, uh, and yeah. uh, yeah, uh, how how do we do this, Dale? This is the delicate part. Actually, I must have been one of the first. I, I, uh, I was at the birth of all my kids. What? And You're some type of deviant. I know. Seventy-five. You should have been outside giving out cigars. I know. I know. But I was. <laughs> well, I was where did in this there. happen? What hospital is this? I want to lodge a complaint. Uh, one was at the um, Francis Perry House, which was oh, Royal no, Melbourne. Well, that was a private hospital. And the Francis other one was Perry Box House. Hill. 
Oh, that's different. But they, they've actually, some of them fought quite hard that uh, I wouldn't go into the berth. That's right. Yeah. Uh, because of my own safety, they basically said. Cause yeah, because you would faint. fall over and crack I'd your head. Faint. But they let me in, so that was good. Uh, yeah, well, you were, you were a pioneer then. Yeah, yeah, so I was there for all of them, which was which yeah. was great. Which was great, yeah. And um, particularly for the twin, the, the doctor we had when the, yeah. the girls were born, yeah. uh, he had half the hospital in there. This was at Box Hill. Right, <laughs> bugger. <laughs> and he even bowed at the end of it. He said, "What would you like, girls or boys?" I said, "Girls." Yeah. Um, and he when it was bowed, he bowed to the bowed to, to the, the audience. Uh, the audience. Oh, well, it's a public hospital, teaching hospital, you know. It's this theater. is Box Hill, is it? Yeah. Is it, it? You know what they call theatre, theatre? No. You know, the operating theatre, why it's a theatre? Right. Because in the good old days, when right. surgery began, you know, in the... Um, have your drink, have your drink, because yeah. this gives you an opportunity to drink while I bore you with this crap. But uh, <laughs> what would happen is you'd have a theatre. Right. The operation, the table would be down there. You would give the bloke as much or the woman as much rum as they could right. you know, to, to, to dull the pain because right. there was no anaesthetic. Yeah. Right. And everybody would be sitting around watching. Oh, okay. And they'd actually yeah. watch what was happening. Four-quarter right. amputation. Right. It was mainly amputation in those days because right. that's about all you could do. Oh, okay. You know, so it was theatre. So that the fact that it, it is a theatre, it is theatre. Right. Medicine is theatre at the end of the day. You've, you've, saw, you've seen some of these ground rounds in hospitals, haven't you? There's the... The consultant, his assistant, yeah, or all, her assistant, the yeah. registrars, the residents, yeah. the students. Yeah. yeah. It's theatre. It's beautiful. Yeah. Wonderful. No, that's, that's true. <laughs> and, and you're the actors. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> but you sort of, you, you look back, um, before I came today, I was yeah. just thinking about uh, different things. After I was assured that it would be, I thought, an hour. To talk, for goodness sake. Yeah. What do I talk about? El Salvador in the 80s or, no, no, or no. all Look, sorts of we'll, stuff? We'll need to bring you back in a year or two, Peter, because yeah. you'll, you'll never finish in an hour. Depends how we ask the questions. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we could dismiss you, but we could actually actually look at... So you worked full-time yeah. for 35 years. Yeah. 35 yeah. years. Yeah. In now, the one, in, but in, in Telstra at that time, mm-hmm. keep in mind it was... I think it was in the order of 70,000 staff. Yeah. I, I could, most of my time in there was in the laboratory area, in the research area. Doing what? Uh, experiments. Uh, what, 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 did you hold people down? No, we could. I mean, for instance, I did, we were doing measurements. This is in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. We were doing experiments with Telstra because their capital works program every year was hundreds of millions. Right. And they were looking at um, the quality of the lines between exchanges, intra mm. and, mm. and extra, um, mm. between the exchanges. And they were experimenting, not in Melbourne but in Adelaide, with optical fibre. Right. This is in the 80s. In the 80s, right. Uh, so they anticipated at that time, so I'm told, I was only a little cog in the wheel, mm. they were looking at, at their capital works program uh, going from copper to coax and in in the between exchanges and uh, certainly interstate, they were looking at optical fibres. Mm. Now, if Telstra hadn't been privatised, mm. all that would have been done, finished, mm. now. So, so what uh, year did you finish? Uh, I went into the union full-time uh, for, for eight years. What, what year? What year? Uh, oh, God. Um, um, Just roughly, seventies, eighties. No, no, that was in the in the two in the two thousands. Yeah. So you saw the privatisation of oh, Telstra. absolutely. Yeah. And what was that like? Um, it was. It started off 
innocently, not innocently, mm-hmm. uh, McPhee was the yeah. uh, HR manager at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And we were involved, uh, the union was involved in the, in the negotiations. So it was all trying to placate us. Mm-hmm. But it was a soft sell. I mean, looking back on it now, it was the beginning mm-hmm. of the end, you the beginning of privatisation. And that yeah. was a Labor Party yeah. government. Yeah. Uh, so quite often I think the Labor Party, many things, they might push the door right open, mm. but they open the door and leave it ajar. Well, they open the door and let the other, uh, let yeah. the other crew kick exactly. it open. Exactly, exactly. That's what happens over again. And well, getting, back, getting back to, um, you said you were an altar boy. Yeah, St. Joseph's in Molden, yeah. Right. Did yeah. religion play much of a part in your life as a child? Um I think I was, I used to be scared of, we had a backyard toilet and I was always afraid that one of the, this is a kid, a young mm-hmm. kid, that the saints would appear to me in the backyard toilet. The saints? The saints. Well, how about the devil? I'd be more worried about the devil. Or the devil. I think I was more worried about the saints, but you sort of. What do you uh, mean about the saints? They didn't help you. But I, I don't know, I sort of, I guess the contradictions in, in, in formal religion started as a mm-hmm. relatively young. Yeah. And I think it's in, my mother told me that I thought too much because I used to, things like, I used to want to know why birds don't fall out of the tree when they sleep and what happens to the ants in the nests. And I, I, Do you know why they don't fall out of the tree when they sleep? Because <laughs> I don't. Do you know, Dale? Because they put themselves in positions where they don't fall out. Ah, oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. But, uh, yeah. but I was following ants and all that sort of stuff and I got into astronomy that's uh, got, got a, a telescope. telescope in the back yeah, I, I gave away my more recent one to my granddaughter's school. Yeah, look, I know this is out of left field, but you weren't an Argonaut, were you? No, no. No, never. No, no never, never. Well, all the listeners would know. That was a wonderful program. I was an yeah. Argonaut. I remember as a little kid. Oh, OK. I can remember. You'd, it was yeah. how the ABC used to uh, encourage... Um, people to listen to the ABC and encourage right. children to get involved and they had a little program called the Argonauts yep, and you would write a letter off and you'd get oh, a little yeah. bag, a little certificate and yeah. it was wonderful. Yeah. So you weren't an Argonaut? No, I wasn't. No, no wonder. No oh, wonder. No. That's where I went. I don't, know, I don't know whether we should interview. We yeah. should, should we terminate the interview? It wasn't an Argonaut. Were you an Argonaut? No, it was gone by your time. Postage, <laughs> postage cost went up. Yeah, I remember that. The Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. We were the Argonauts, we were the followers, yeah. the ABC was Jason. It was very, very No, I was more nice. interested in more substantive things than that. Really? No, it's just some people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you yeah. have a Commonwealth bank account or a Vic, Vic I think bank we account? did. I think we did, yeah. yeah. That so was collected at school. Did you get a little tin that you used to take into the bank? Yeah. Before it was privatised, yeah. you know? But I, I, I had jobs from the, time, from the age of... 11. Jobs? Like what? Paper boy. Paper boy. Right. Uh, I worked at Turak Drive-In when it was there. Turak, where was Turak Drive-In? The corner of Taronga and Turak Road. Yeah, that closed down. Yeah, that was um, a drive-in, Turak Drive-In. Mm. Never uh, knew that. Yeah, it used to be a lolly boy, basically. Uh-huh. But when, uh-huh. I, when I started with the P&G, yeah. um, I was earning more at the, at the uh, drive-in than I was at, with the P&G. Uh-huh. And I tried to keep it up, but I, I couldn't do both with the study right, and, right. and whatnot. But, mm, uh, yeah, yeah, I used to make more on one Saturday night than I did in a week at 
PNG. Well, knowing you, obviously you'd go up to where the people were snugging up and you'd knock on the window and wouldn't oh, go we away were, if I gave you some money. Is that we right? Were tra- exactly. Actually, we got coached with it. You know, yeah, yeah. That's what you do. You don't wait till the light comes on. You go and knock on windows and yeah. you, you go, would you like to try the new Cadbury's Twin Nut? Yeah. And they'll buy it just to get rid of it. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, ah, I knew. I know the tricks. So that's what we had to do. We had to knock on windows yeah, and yeah, yeah. sell the new, whatever was the flavour yeah, of the I, week I, that I, week. Yeah, and nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. That's, now, my, that's my first sex education. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, this is a delicate matter, but um, I don't know how to raise this, but I always have this trouble with my older people I talk to. It's not an interview, it's a, it's a chat. <laughs> um, is your wife still alive? I'm divorced. You're divorced? I'm divorced. That is what I mean. It's always uh, a problem. Uh, 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 You're divorced. Well, how um, long ago did that happen? Oh, that was a long time ago. That long was time uh, ago. Right. Uh, 20 years ago. 20 years ago, yeah. right. So the kids yeah. left and you kind of looked at each other and said... Yeah, so that was... Uh, that, that was, was the, it. Yeah. The mother of my children. I, I, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Fair enough. We're, yeah, we're it is a delicate subject. Yeah, we, get on, we get on fine. That's, that's okay. It's not a problem. You stopped yeah. going to the family court. Intervention yeah. orders are gone. So everything's good. Yeah, no, okay. everything's good. fine. Yeah. All right. Now, now get, getting back to, you said you joined the union for eight years. So which union was this? It was uh, called the ATA, Australian Telecommunication Employees Association. It changed its name right. from the original Tally Technicians. Does it still exist? It's it's sort of, they've had uh, multiple amal- amalgamations, you know, with mm, the process of amalgamation. Yeah. Uh, they were in the same group as the electricians and the plumbers. So it became the electricians, plumbers and, and mm. technicians, basically. Mm. And I think the, the membership, I think, nationally is, is less than it was in my time just in Victoria. Yeah, it would be. Nationally. It would be. It would be. Um, so there's been enormous mm. changes. So what made you uh, join the union as a full-time worker? Um, I was branch president uh, at the time. Right. And, so, uh, were you always involved in union affairs? Yeah. Uh, well, in varying degrees. So, right what, what, what type of positions did you hold before you became? Were you um, delegate or? I was um, the local delegate, basically. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But for most of the of the the time, except for the last ten years, mm. I was just involved as part as a part time. Per- what would you call it? An honorary position. Honorary. Right. Yeah. A councillor. Uh, vice president and whatever, um, but what do you mean, vice president? That's that's, that's an honorary position. position. Honorary yeah. position, is yeah. it right? And so is president is an honorary position, position too. Right. The secretary and assistant secretary are the full time. So and I was good. never, mm. for, for whatever reason, as it happened, mm. they made mm. two of the branch presidents full time positions in New South Wales and Victoria. Right. Mm. So we were talking about the old DLP and the groupers. Yep, were they a significant force in the union in the early days? They were. They were. There was. And what, and what was their thing? What was their big thing? Um, the big thing was, I think they were so much linked into the um, the DLP, mm. and it was really anti-communism, uh, virulent anti-communism. And I, I was um, some of the Catholics that I knew uh, didn't support the DLP. Mm. Uh, so it was. A, I think it occurred in every union at the time. It was. There was a big, huge, you know, huge it was a big, all It was a big deal. And, and Catholics, but to, I mean, at the time I was sort of, I wasn't mm. uh, necessarily practising Catholic, but, mm. but all the, uh, the Catholic background well, it all kept, came it into kept, it. It gave Menzies an easy run and kept the Labor Party out of office for over yeah. two decades because yeah. of that, that split within the Labor it Party. Did. Which it was did indeed. 
Yeah. Religious lines. Yeah. It goes back to the 19th century. A lot of crap, really, at the end yeah. of the day. But it's unusual when, mm. when, um, when you, after that involvement in the union, mm. the same people, some of the leading lights in the, uh, in the groupers, mm. as we called them, mm. um, changed. Well, they didn't change, but, uh, when the Soviet Union collapsed, mm. uh, they, they were quite militant mm. within the union movement, or within our union anyway. As mili- uh, a militant yeah, Well, they supported industrial action right. and so right. forth. Right. Uh, but the I mean, Maybe they were trying uh, to make amends for all the trouble they caused over those years. I'm glad <laughs> if I know, but the, it sort of was a contradiction, was a contradiction. in my mind. I right. thought, right. you know, it's... Well, uh, well, let's get back to this altar boy business. So how long did you last as an altar boy for? Well, it seems an eternity, but... Um, <laughs> What's an uh, eternity? Uh, <laughs> I... I um, no, I won't go into some of the different things that happened. But no, the, no, no, I'm not going to But the, yeah. no, I was, uh, I used to head off at, God, an unusual hour. was five, half past five in the morning. morning. Right. I used to bike from Hawthorne East to Malvern, right. uh, with my little lantern and all that so stuff. So religion was important, that's what I'm trying to find. Oh yeah, it was, it was important. Very important. And, uh, yeah. I sort of got to the, I can't remember what age it was, it was probably 11, 12, mm-hmm. that I stopped being a, an older boy, but I used to go around to my grandparents' place right. for, for uh, breakfast, and then I'd go to school. Just uh, they lived in Malvern. What did your family think of all this? Sorry, what did your family think of all this? Uh, what when I started to deviate from the no, 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 getting up at five and bicycling. Just, that was just, just normal. normal. Just that normal. Just normal behaviour in those days. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, you sort of. I mean, I used to go mostly with my mates, but I used to go regularly into the city. Mm. Uh, and I was in primary school. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. I used to do that. Nobody mm. thought yeah. anything of it. No. No. Uh, you know, you'd leave in the morning, you'd come home at night. And yeah. You'd be asked, come home for when yeah. it's dark for dinner. Yep, that's that right. Yep. That and uh, I, I can remember uh, it was a big deal when I went from the lantern on the bike yeah. to a dynamo. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh-huh. but you wouldn't even, I wouldn't think when my kids were growing up, I wouldn't. No. And I don't know what's changed. I don't know what's... Fear. It's a culture of fear. There's just as much crime in our days, but it wasn't wasn't blown out of all proportion. I think that's the difference. There's this culture of fear. You've got fear. You sell newspapers. You... You know, you sell products, and there's culture of fear which has been whipped yeah. up and whipped up. So every parent thinks that if their child walks to school, they're going to be yeah. kidnapped and raped and murdered. You know, yeah. so you, you go past any high school, high school, not just yeah. primary school, at yeah. pick up time, and it's just, it's just horrendous. I know. But it's this culture of fear because we ha- we actually had more suspicious deaths, yeah. more assaults, more rapes. Yeah. In the uh, 60s and 70s, 80s, and disappearances. Statistically, is statistically true, is than it? we have today, although the population oh, okay. has doubled in okay. the last 30 years, okay. and um, we just didn't hear about it. If somebody got yeah. killed in Brisbane, yeah. you didn't hear about it. Yeah. If somebody no, got true. killed in Melton, it's another yeah. country, you, would, you wouldn't hear about it. You know, yeah. today, if some yeah. two people get shot in the United States, it's news. Yeah. Constantly. It's all over the, all over yeah, the it's place. It's just this culture of fear that you know. Yeah. You get people locking themselves in; they burn. Yeah. Houses burn down, they die because they yeah. can't get out. You know, they've locked themselves yeah. in for no reason. I mean, you know, it's just horrendous. Uh, do you take, think take people? Do you think? Do you think people? I mean, I can always remember uh, growing up that everyone was, all the rallies were all Around close. Yeah. And mm. if anything happened, 
Mm. Um, and when my sister died, and that was uh, a few months ago, mm. uh, all the rallies mm. uh, came in to help. It was right. fantastic. Mm. But I don't know, you don't see that, there's not the same community feeling no. anymore. Um, I think there's been, as you said, an atomization of society. We've been yeah, broken up into smaller yeah. and smaller units. Now we've got the situation yeah. where 30 to 35% of people live in single-person households. Yeah. Extraordinary. Yeah. wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You're right. There are a lot of eyes on you. You didn't think anything yeah. was looking at you, but there are a lot of eyes on you yeah. constantly. And, you know, yeah. your dad would be going up to... Like, grade one I was taking out, there must have been something going on in the school, you know, child sex yeah. abuse or something, and uh, yeah. my old man comes in one day and he just picks me up yeah. by the ear and takes me to the local uh, state school. Right, you know, oh, okay. You know, he said, that's it. That's this is in got. Brisbane, is this it? This is in Brisbane, you know, it was oh, a okay. 1956, 57, something oh, like okay. that. So obviously he heard oh. something and he just acted. And uh, But in those days, you know, you're right, there was more of a community sense because yeah. we had to because we weren't as mobile. Guess, yeah. How many people had cars? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, my dad had an A model Ford. Uh, a model Ford, um, which was old then. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. But he, he, they restored. He and mm. his mates restored that. And uh, mm. God, I can remember coming home from church once. He, he had to swerve to avoid a pedestrian. Mm. He knocked down one of those big thick fences with the, mm. with the. Oh, had a little dent in the front. Yeah, the they didn't, car they didn't crumple in those days. No, you, it was, you'd crumple around. Yeah, be exactly. Out. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah. So yeah. going back, I just want to follow this religious stream because obviously a lot of people know you being yeah. related to the um, Unitarian Peace Memorial Church in East yep. Melbourne. So yep. I just want to follow this if I can. So yep. altar boy, did you get a period after you, what did you do in religious sense after you stopped an altar boy? Did you stop believing or did you continue? No, I, I continue to believe, um, mm. but I think... I think a mixture of uh, going to work, discussing things, mm. in other words, the real world, um, I, I, it was almost imperceptible. You sort of, I, I was changing. Mm. Um, and I think involvement in politics, I mean, what, what I found, my first year of training uh, was done in a training school, and then it's incredible when you look back on it, six weeks in, in a particular place and six weeks in school, six weeks, six weeks. Mm, mm. And I went everywhere, Radio Australia, right. you name it. Um, but I got put into a thing called the Postal Workshops, which was a what they did was put new graduates like us mm-hmm. in charge of... Uh, it's a production line. Right. So you'd have 20, 30 staff, 40 mm-hmm. staff. Mm-hmm. And, and well, you'd be, what, 20 or something? Yeah, yeah. I was in yeah, early 20s. And you're in charge of 30 or 40? Yeah. Old most coaches. of them old enough to be my parents or grandparents. Yeah. But right. most were most were new migrants. Right. Uh, it was the post-war mm-hmm. migrant Period. thing. Yep. A lot of Greeks, but um, Estonians. Mm-hmm. There was even a section there called the Bolt section. Oh, well, of course. You know, the, uh, the Estonians and Lithuanians Lat- were put into a separate yeah, one because Lat- of the yes. conflicts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and... I used to get talking. I, I, I learnt far more from them than they did from me. Right. Uh, but you could have people on the old uh, mechanical dials. Mm. I remember the chap sitting there, and uh, he's Polish, and he never spoke to anyone. Mm. Um, and he lost his wife and kids in Auschwitz. Right. And uh, another guy there, Sammy, I won't mention his other name, but mm. he lost his smuggled his wife out of um, Hungary mm. through France uh, but unfortunately the Vichy French came in and he didn't know until after the war that they'd 
both died in Bougainville. Oh, right. uh, mm. And it had all that sort of stuff going on. Yep. And the politics, mm. you know, some Greeks didn't speak to other Greeks. So the Civil War. One of the Polish Free Air Force guys wouldn't speak to the Bolts. Okay. He wouldn't go into that section, section. there. And yeah. it was conflicts between the Greeks, mm. uh, depending on which side they were on. On the Civil War, that's right. So yeah. the politics was mixed in with mm. the religion. Right. So what uh, happened to your religious belief? That's... I never became anti-Catholic, but I, I, I really went from that to uh, being an agnostic. And, and then I was encouraged to go to the Unitarian Church. What year was this? Uh, sorry? What year? Uh, the late 60s. Late 60s? Late 60s. The Unitarian Church. Yeah. You were encouraged. Yeah. Well, I was, it was suggested to me. Uh, you suggested this? By a friend of a friend. A friend of a friend. Yeah. Why? He, they, they he, he'd been there. Did they think you were lost or something? No, they they suggested that, um, well, this is Vietnam wartime. Yep, yep. And um, I, I was in the um, reserve or the CMF, as it was then. Right. And um, uh, I think it was for, more for political and, than religious reasons I was suggested to go and listen to the then minister, Reverend what? Victor James. So you wouldn't get drafted? No, because he was talking about Vietnam. Vietnam. Uh, so I went mm. and... Uh, as it turned out, a lot of the older people in the church were World War One veterans. Right. And uh, I realised that the effect of the war varied from one person to the other. Some became pacifists. Mm. Some became Fabian socialists. Right. Uh, and Victor James used to uh, speak against the war from the pulpit. Mm. You know? well, and this was in East Melbourne. Same, same, same. Yeah, that, the, the original church was mm. 1852, mm. opposite mm. St. Pat's, but they yeah. sold that and then they built this new place before I came in 1965. What were the congregations like in those days when you first went? Um, it was a mixture. It was, um, as I say, most of the older, older people in the mm. church mm. were, I can remember at least three or four, including Victor James, who were World War One veterans, mm. Som and... Mm-hmm. Yipa, is it Yipa and yeah, Y P R E S or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're all. It's like your name. They were all, <laughs> all anti-war. That's why they called yeah. it Peace Memorial. Yeah. Um, yeah. They wouldn't put war memorial right. on it. So right. Right. you don't build memorials to perpetuate wars. Right. What Victor James said. Just right. So I had that combination of. So uh, did you go every Sunday for a while, or just? No, no. Right. I did. I dipped my big toe in. Right. Over the late sixties, mm. early seventies, and I mm. got quite uh, involved probably uh, after my kids started to get born mm. in the 70s and 80s. Why get involved? Uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things that... What, you were lonely or no, you no. a divorce or something? And no, no, no. No, no. Actually, my ex um, uh, was involved with the Sunday school. With the Sunday school. There. With, the, with the kids there. Yeah. Right. And, uh, now, look, I've spoken there a few times, courtesy of people like you invoke me, but I'm still confused. Right. What's a Unitarian? Um, Unitarian comes from unit, unitary. Right. Uh, and it's the, when, during the Reformation, uh, different groups broke away. Um, for instance, uh, anti-Trinitarian views. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Isaac so Newton. Trin- explain to me what the Trinity, Trinity is. Trinity is three, per- of, uh, three persons in one God. What some of the Protestant dissenters said was there's nothing in the Bible Mm -hmm. that suggests a trinity. So a lot of them became known as Unitarians, unitary, Mm -hmm. nature of God. Mm -hmm. Um, But they started in Transylvania. Excuse me. 
Transylvania, which is now Hungary and Czechoslovakia. Vlad territory. N- yeah, Vlad the Impaler. Vlad the Impaler. That's territory. where Unitarianism started. Yep. The they're celebrating their 450th anniversary mm. February this year. You don't have yearly impalements of non believers no. outside the church or anything? Well, I'm not going to say it publicly. No, I can't understand. <laughs> no, but, but that's where it started and yeah, it developed right. mostly in Britain and uh, the beginning of the American colonies. Like They've got something like four presidents. Mm. Um, Quite significant, you know, Isaac Newton, um, uh, got to trying to think of names now, uh, Charles Dickens. Mm. They were reformers. Reformers. Basically. So what, what attracted somebody like you or a reformer to the Unitarian Church? What's different um, about it in, in terms of a Christian church? I think would, you, did you, would you describe yourself as a Christian church? No. no it's, you it's, um, what do you describe yourself as? It's, um, look, many would describe themselves as Christian. Right. Uh, keep in mind it's a worldwide thing. So if you went to a Unitarian service in Czechoslovakia or, or whatever, you'd think it was a normal Lutheran service. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for what happens, you know, during the, during the, um, the ceremony. Um, but no, it varies. But mm-hmm. I think once, see, the, when they developed in, in, uh, Transylvania, along with Vlad the Impaler, mm. um, what they did is everyone is free to speak to their to their beliefs from the pulpit. So it's like Quakerism, uh, is it? Yeah, it's it's got very similar stuff to Quakerism. Right, yeah, right. in fact, there there've been quite a lot of um, cross pollination yeah. between the two over yeah. over the centuries. But mm. Um, mm. Uh, Unitarianism was earlier than than Quakerism. So you don't see, but you are derived from the Christian. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's derived from the Reformation. Yeah. Reformation, right? So you can go. So, to so, so, so when I walk when I walk into the Peace Memorial Church in East Melbourne, I don't see a cross. No. Would I see crosses in Unitarian churches? You, would, you might. Yeah. You, you, might. S- you, s- you sort of. Uh, most of them probably wouldn't, but some certainly do. Mm. Um, mm. So once you establish freedom of the pulpit, mm-hmm. once you say that the congregation elects a minister, it's not done for me. Excuse me, you're talking about Ministers direct are elected. democracy. Yeah. People are elected. Elected. You yeah. don't go to Pope's school no, or something. No. No, you're just elected. No, you're elected. How often so, do these elections happen? Um, well, if someone comes up to be a minister in the Unitarian Church, they have to be elected by the congregation. So I could go to the Unitarian Church and get up and say, I want to be a minister, and they could say, piss off, Joe. Yeah, they could, or they could elect you. But it has to be elected. You are a Unitarian minister. No. no. Were you ever? Uh, No. 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 Um, um, What's happened, we haven't had a minister for at least two decades. Two Uh, decades? Yeah. A church without a minister. Yeah. And without a cross. Yeah, and we've been lay-led ever since. Right. Uh, That's not to say it won't happen in the future. What do you mean lay-led? How how does the church run? Well, the church is run by a committee of Mm -hmm. management. Right. Uh, which it, it is uh, when there's a minister there too. Right. Uh, but it's run by a committee. But the, the minister, say Victor James, was mm. the last. He wasn't the last one, but there was others that right. didn't last very long. Right. But Victor James um, demanded freedom of the pulpit mm-hmm. to say what he wanted. Right. Uh, and in our journal, The Beacon, for instance, he would mm. uh, he would say the editorials extension of that freedom of the pulpit right. and the rest of the of the contents of the beacon can be by agreement that would be mm. that I think was what he used to say mm. um, so yeah every Unitarian church has got that freedom of the pulpit so how much time do you spend every week 
at the you know doing Unitarian business? Oh, it's um, well, I'm retired mm. and uh, I, I haven't sat down and worked out the hours, but I'm involved with the Church Journal, the Beacon. We have mm. a Beacon board mm. uh, that takes up a fair amount of time. That, but just, that comes once a month. Yeah, ten, yeah. ten issues or eleven issues a year. Sorry? Is it 10 or 11 issues a year? It's 11 issues a right. year. We have a yeah. combined issue uh, December, January. Yeah. Yeah. But that takes up a fair bit of time. But it's all the, the day-to-day things. I mean, today mm. um, or tomorrow I'll be going in to negotiate with the people at least some of the offices mm-hmm. in the church, or if not tomorrow, it'll be next week. Mm-hmm. So there's ongoing admin, things that you'd if you like, to... duties. So well, what is the purpose of this church? Well, it's... well. Um, I, I guess mean, this is something you devoted your life to. So, what is the purpose? Yeah. Well, it's it's um, first of all to take up. I guess social justice has tended to become the the main focal point. Um, right. We're involved um, in no, putting out. I mean, general out, principles. Just yeah. purpose. What's the purpose? Well, the purpose. Say, look, if I rolled up the Unitarian seek the truth and serve humanity is the seek the truth and, and serve, serve humanity. humanity. So, if I rolled up and you yeah. only have a, you only have services on Sunday, don't you? Yeah. If I rolled up to a service on Sunday, what would I expect? This uh, is a lay congregation. Yep. Who's going to be up in the pulpit? Well, What's going to be discussed? Well, next Sunday, for instance, is um, a chap that uh, the founder of ICANN, mm-hmm. um, Tormund yeah. Ruff. Well, that would be interesting. Uh, he's speaking next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, last Sunday was a chap that's on the executive of Friends of the ABC. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very secular mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have... Um, Editorial sometimes in the beacon or speeches that are talking about morals mm. and the broader issues not mm. related to perhaps specific mm. social justice issues. Mm. But a, a lot of our time too is in interfaith work. I mean, I'm involved um, with Pax Christi, right. uh, the Quakers and many others. Mm. And last night, what's today? Wednesday, sorry, Monday night at the Cardinal Knox Centre was mm. Hiroshima. Right. 6th of uh, August, yeah. Yeah, and it was a terrific crowd and mm. terrific turnout. So people still remember. Yep, but exactly. But you look mm. at who's in that. It's mm. uh, the Catholic Church, it's Pax mm. Christi, it's the mm. Quakers, mm. Mm. Uh, Medical Society for the Prevention of War, yeah. and so it goes on. Yeah. Um, now, now, do you actually believe in God yourself? No. You don't believe in God? I don't believe in the Supreme Being, no. 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 What, what, have you got any, any belief system? Apart from seeking the truth and serving humanity? Uh, you I sound like an agnostic uh, religiosity. Um, somebody said uh, <laughs> I'm uh, an agnostic, a cowardly atheist. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I call myself an apprentice atheist. Do you yeah, know why? No. Because I've never faced death. Oh, okay. If I face yeah. death and reject God, then I'm a real atheist. Yeah. But, you know, most yeah. people succumb, as you know. Yeah. So, well, so you, you don't believe in a, a supreme being, a god, or anything no, like that? No, no. But, I mean, that's been a development over a long period of time, too. Mm. And, How about uh, an afterlife? Uh, I don't believe in an not Not the afterlife that's portrayed by... Mm. Um, no, I'm not talking about harps and, 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 and hellfire. Yeah. I'm just talking about in terms of whether the human soul, spirit, continues to live on after death. Yeah. I, I can't... I can't picture that you in my mind. That, right. I mean, you can sort of say that we live in, we live for eternity in time, space, right. continuum, and all right. that sort of stuff. Right. But as far as a, as a consciousness, uh, no. I can't see it. Um, right. So, so, I, so, so why bother going yeah. to church on Sunday? Well, it's because of what that particular church does, mm-hmm. and I think it does a 
it, I think it punches above its weight. Right. Uh, but it's a terrific resource mm. to to do good. And uh, I, I think one of one of our congregation was in the UK recently, and there was a sign out that, that she went to a, a Unitarian church. Mm. Um, we believe in good was out the front. That was it. Uh, we believe in good. That's very yeah. And so the minister is an atheist, but that doesn't mean that no. all Unitarian ministers are atheists. Yeah. I think a lot of them, what's it when you believe in a supreme being but not a personal God? Is, that a, is it called a deist, a deist? A deist I'm not sure. Yeah, but anyway, some of them are that. Yeah, but you do get the mixture. Right. Um, right. And you do get uh, people would identify right. like the original Unitarians as, as Christians. So who's not welcome at a Unitarian service? Um, not who's welcome, but who's not welcome? Who, do, who don't you uh, go out to to recruit? Uh, not that you recruit, I mean, you know. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty broad. Mm. Well, it's a pretty broad church, as they say. Mm. But um, mm. now I find that the the differences that you get between people. Mm. And some of their members I know are believers mm. in, in an afterlife and so right. forth, and that's fine. So we concentrate on on things that um, that we can work on together. Right. Um, right. So it, it doesn't really pose a problem. Mm. Um, but I think a lot of Unitarians, my experience with American Unitarians, we do get a lot of American visitors, and they they talk a lot about spiritual this and spiritual that. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so what they're old-fashioned 19th century spiritual. Yeah, it's, it's sort of, um, yeah. I mean, I was talking to one, this is a few years ago now, and I talked about my astronomy and looking at the stars, mm. <coughs> loving bushwalking and mm. yep. getting into nature, and she said, that's spiritual. Mm. So how do you define it? Excuse me. That's all right. You're, you're, we excuse you, Peter. Now, 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 Peter, I understand you're a celebrant. Oh, I am, yeah. How long have you been a celebrant for? Oh, 20 years. <coughs> yeah, well, that's, uh, that's interesting that you're a, a celebrant. So that, does that mean non-believers can contact you and, uh, yep, yep. you know, and you're happy to bury we them do- and marry them? Yeah, we were doing that before um, civil celibates came out. Because I'm not a reli- I'm not a civil celibate. You're not a civil celibate. No, so I'm a religious. Some the Unitarians are, are a denomination, are a recognised denomination, right? And have been since 1852 in Melbourne. Nobody's tried to, you know, no. take you off the list because you don't believe no. in God. No, no, no. 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 All right. Uh, I hope no, you haven't opened up a hornet's nest here. But it's been humanistic. I mean, a lot of mm. the Unitarian uh, mm. churches, including the one in Melbourne. So you are you are a minister then. If you can um, marry people and bury people. In a sense, yeah. Well, well, you must be, legally. Yep. If, if I came to you and yep. wanted to get married and you yep. married me and yep. my partner, right. would that have legal standing? Yep. Well, then you're a minister. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first minister I've interviewed. We had a minister last week, wasn't it? Where was he from? The um, Anglican Church. Depends Depends how you define a minister. I mean, I, I haven't got... Well, uh, you got the legal. you got the legal... I've got the legal part. Yep. You, you've got the stamp. Yep, I've got the you're right. right. Okay. The yeah. four five two three one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I do. Um, I mean, I've got, we do naming ceremonies. Right. But they're non they're non theistic naming ceremonies. Right. Right. I do marriages. Right. Um, we have marriages and funerals that sometimes uh, are mixed, right. where you get other religious people Involved. put in there yep. to bob in. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a mixture. What's the strangest marriage you've uh, officiated at? You don't mention any names. Sorry, the strangest marriage you've officiated at. Uh, well, I've, I've had, haven't had any strange marriages, but I've had a few strange funerals. Well, tell us an interesting um, one. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I don't look. We won't put you in the spot. No, no, no but funeral. I, I did have one funeral where yeah. um, the, the Catholic part of the family tried to intervene oh, right. uh, during the ceremony. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I wanted to body snatches. Well, not so much body snatches, but say certain words. Oh, right. And I must admit, I, I did think that it was. Um, uh, I thought the reaction was a bit strong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I had nothing to do with it, obviously. Fisticuffs. I think it would have been easier to do it (laughs) otherwise. Have you got any plans for the future? Because obviously you and I are going to die, and you're you're almost a bit older than I am, so any plans for the future? Um, Just to keep on on living, enjoying my relationships um, with the family, with my partners and, and so forth. Grandkids. Yeah. How many grandkids? Only one at the moment. One. Oh, so, right. yeah. You're not spoiling him or her, are you? No. No, that's no. good to see. No. <laughs> no. So, yeah, it's, um, you just got to, I think you just got to live each day as best you can and contribute as much as you can. And uh, I think we all sometimes feel that we could do more and sometimes I feel that I'm doing too much. But as you said at the beginning, you get up in the morning and uh, yeah, you're alive. There's reasons to, to kick on. That's right. Yep. You're ahead of our age. Yeah, you're ahead. It's, exactly. Doesn't matter what happens during the day. Yep. If you go to sleep and wake up the next day, yep. you're ahead. Yep. Especially if you don't believe in God, because you know yeah. it's a real problem. You know, you, you yeah. and I've got a problem. Yeah, we have. You we know, have. because you know we're, we're born losers. You know, yeah. every atheist is a born loser. You know why? No. Well, if. God doesn't exist. Yep. Death is the end of life. Yep. And if God does exist, we're in big trouble, Peter. Yeah. We are in big trouble. Well, I, I, <laughs> actually, I, my dad before, my dad was funny because he he was a Catholic, but I, I used to call him a universal Catholic. Right. Uh, orphanages and wars changed him. Mm. Um, but he said, it doesn't really matter. He said, if 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 there's a God up there and he's real, mm. he said they won't care if. Um, as long as you've led a good life, mm. that's the important stuff. Yeah. And he gave me an example. Yeah. Um, it was about, um, he said he's met two saints in his life. Mm. And I go, huh. And he said the first one was Brother O'Neill, who was the head of, of uh, St. Vincent de Paul's Boys Orphanage. He went blind. Mm. And he said he was great. Mm-hmm. He said the other saint he's met was Jerry O'Day, Dr. Jerry O'Day. Yep. And he said he was a communist. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh. And he said they'll both meet in heaven. So <laughs> yeah. that was his Catholicism was more of a, a deeds right. rather right. than creeds. Right. Uh, right. And I didn't know who Jerry O'Day was mm. at the time, mm. but Dad said my uncle, one of these Irish uncles, took him mm. to Jerry O'Day when mm. he was young. Mm-hmm. And I think he said the Victorian market. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yep. He took him there and he used to uh, help people for free. Yep. Yeah, so he, he said, so I've met two saints. Two saints. Well, Peter, Abrahart. Abrahart, Abrahart. Abrahart. Take a pick. Spell it, spell it, spell it. A-B-R-E-H-A-R-T. Good, excellent. Thank you for coming to the uh, studio. Thank you for the uh, sharing your thoughts about life. Thank you, thank you. And uh, it's been a great pleasure speaking to you. 
and I'd like to wish the Unitarian Church all the best for the future. It's an Thank extraordinary you. resource which we use constantly in the yeah. last few years, and uh, there's nothing like it in Melbourne, if not Australia. Thank you Terrific. very much, Peter. Thanks very much, Joe. I ran into the hill 